back on Vison's primetime action. Glad you could stick with us tonight, live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Let's give the South Point some love here on the tip of the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Danielle Alvari, who is just doing nothing but hitting baseball first innings tonight. Kelly Bidlin, Daniel, what are you uh, first inning? What's your record now tonight? You don't even have to tell us about the Yankees one just before tonight? the show. Yeah, uh, tonight in the first run or just the first inning, I'm four and one. Good lord, man. Four and one. Can we give her a winner video? Is that allowed? Do we do that? No? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we owe her one. Oh, actually, oh no. Oh well. Did I did I jinx? Four, four and two now. Four and <laughs> But that was my two. long shot one. That was uh I did do one at Rocky Stadium, which you guys have cautioned me about doing. Oh okay, uh, cool. but Padres Rockies, Rockies did just the worst. Nothing so. wrong with four and two, Danielle. Nothing yeah, wrong at I'll all. Take um, that. Uh, how do they know? How um, do they know? The uh Cubs and the Indians head to the ninth inning, three to two, under the six and a half. We are in the top of the seventh. Orioles and Mets, scoreless, scoreless, top wow. of the seventh. Wow. The two six and a half totals on the night. Six and a half, not something you see every day or haven't in uh, most of our betting, our baseball betting lifetime, but there we are with two tonight. Uh, Kelly, I know you feel like you've uh, updated these uh, often tonight, but one more update if you want. Oh, it's all good. We've got new audiences joining us all the time. I'll tell you one thing, Matt. Luka Doncic, if you want to start uh, scoring a little bit more, I'd be uh, happier. Only eight points in the first half. Well, that'd be pretty neat then if he would go ahead and just maybe do that. (laughs) Pretty neat. Pretty neat. Okay, 57 all uh, just before half. Uh, Mavericks, three and a half live if you wanted to join the sweat with uh, Matt Brown and myself. Uh, and 228 and a half is your live total on that game. Elsewhere in the NBA, Timberwolves all over the Pistons. They're going to win that one. They're up 22 in the fourth quarter. Not even going to go into live numbers on that. Uh, Nuggets on top of the Hornets, 98 to 87. Nine minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. If you wanted to hop in live on that one, uh, Nuggets are nine and a half point live favorites. 228 and a half is the live total. Heat leading the Celtics right now, 64 to 59. Uh, Ten and a half minutes left in the third. Heat four and a half live, 227 and a half. The live total Clippers up on the Raptors, 68 to 57. Seven minutes left to go in the third. Clippers, 15 and a half live, 212 and a half live total. Nets uh, with a 13 point lead over the Bulls at halftime, 64 to 51. Uh, no live numbers currently up. Check for second half numbers if you wanted to get in on that game. Uh, oh, the Grizzlies got a three right before half, so 60 to 57 now. Cool. Uh, Sixers <laughs> up on the Pacers, 62 to 51. The bitterness of gamblers. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, Sixers 12 and a half live, 225 and a half the total for that game over in baseball. Let me uh, just get to my page as I my whole system crashes here. Let me update. Let me update everyone on how Danielle lost her uh, there you first go. inning. Do that, Matt. First first inning Padres. Yeah, let's relive uh, that Rockies bet. Did you did you look <laughs> at this? Did no, you? I, I did not. So, uh, well, you lost this on uh, one I run know it was the, on the, I on know the it was... classic one run on no hits. Oh, um, yeah. Lead off walk. Brutal. Steal second. That's the most rocky. Advanced to third on a fly out to right field. And then a ground out, shortstop scored on the ground out, one run on no hits, and that's how you lose your bet. Yeah. That was my little plus money one, At though. Cores, so that was like what a horrible way to lose a <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought, like, maybe I'll get some plus money on a Coors <laughs> no run first inning bet. 
And uh, then... Well, I mean, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't give up a hit. It's just, you know, you know it's the unfortunate circumstance of leadoff walk, stolen base, perfect, you know, perfect fly out to where he's able to advance to third, and then a ground out to where he's able to score on the ground out. So here's That's how, okay. Four and two. Yeah, four and two is still great. I mean, here's yeah. how bad that is, though, Danielle, one last time to drive it home. <laughs> I always say, like, at Coors, the worst quality a pitcher can have is walking opposing batters because it's the biggest ballpark in all of baseball, widest dimension. So if you let free runners on damage will come, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, because balls will drop base hits. But here the walk, (laughs) through no fault of his own, ends up costing you. That stinks. Sorry about that. Uh, One man on, scoreless in Houston, uh, between uh, Shohei Otani and the Angels and Lance McCullers and the Astros. But one man on, nobody out, and you're Don Alvarez at the plate facing Otani. So my Angels bet one of these moments early in a game where you're like, "Uh uh-oh, come on, Shohei, get out of this jam. Um, and I'll give you one pitch of play-by-play. And the pitch to Alvarez, ground ball, stabbed it first. Ooh, Ooh. called foul. I wanted foul a double ball. play there. Okay. Anyway, okay. there's some live, exciting action, everybody. Okay. Uh, this is, once again, VEASAN's primetime action. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvar, Kelly Bidlin, right here on MSG+. Plus. It's where we watch sports, where we bet on sports, and we, we watch really through the lens of betting markets. Really a reflection of what tens of millions of Americans already do. And the live betting aspect, which, again, we admit, um, here in a squirrely final week of the mm-hmm. of the basketball season, hockey obviously sparse, not really a live betting uh, canvas, if you will. Baseball may be a different story. By the way, Alvarez took that apparently uh, strangely off his some, some sort of injury on that swing, by the way, should be mentioned. So, so not an in-game boon tonight, admittedly. Um, but, uh, oh, he fouled it off himself. Ouch. Off the shin guard. Hope he's okay. Um, so that's what we do. And speaking of which, uh, one of the things that we wanted to do tonight is talk about teams through roughly 35 games. Obviously, some teams have played fewer. Some teams have played more. But roughly 35 games through the Major League Baseball season, a little shy of one quarter of the way through. Kelly, a great idea. Talk about the team that we thought was the most surprising to the good, the most disappointing, and maybe extract some betting lessons from that conversation. Who should we start with? We're starting with you, Gil. Ah, we're starting with you. Am I doing both or just one or the other? You, you can do both. Okay. Let me just say how I approach this exercise. Yes, yeah. Uh, with the most surprising team, what I wanted to do was kind of make a betting point. And with the most disappointing team, it's completely unfair, but I just thought we had to include them. Because if we didn't, it would be odder if that than if we hadn't. And teams that are facing off tonight, no and less. And teams that have to that happen to be facing off tonight. So my most surprising team is the Seattle Mariners. They're eighteen and seventeen. They got off to an even better start than they are right now. They're eighteen and seventeen on the season. Their season win total seventy two and a half. There are only six teams in baseball that had a fewer pre flop market season win total than the Seattle Mariners seventy two and a half. And they're called the Marlins, Tigers, Rangers, Orioles, Rockies, and Pirates. So that's how low the Mariners uh, were held in steam in the betting market. And they've come off to this 18 and 17 start. And if you're a better, and if we do this very bizarro exercise, that if you're a better who, who has bet the Mariners blindly in their first 35 games, whether as a favorite or as a dog, with the Mariners it's primarily as a dog, and by the way, I don't recommend you do that with any team, but just in case you did have that bizarro exercise, hypothetically, you would be up nearly seven units net on the season. That's the number two best team in baseball in terms of the return on your investment. However, and this is where, this is where the betting lesson comes in, 
Yes, they're the most surprising. None of this is sustainable. None of it. Uh, the Mariners sport a starting rotation of Chris Flexen, who, by the way, among all pitchers in all of baseball, if you had bet Flexen games blindly this year, you would be up almost all of those seven units. Excuse me, you would be up 7.01 units on him alone, consensus-wise. So he really is the guy that's getting it done. But if you had bet uh, Jason Dunn games, you'd be up five units. If you had blindly bet Justice Sheffield games, you'd be up four and a half units. You say a, a Kikuchi, who's pitching tonight, you'd be up over four units as well. None of these guys have stats that are sustainable over the long term. Even Flexen, while his ERA is a a middling 3.78, his advanced stats a little higher than that. Dunn, uh, for goodness sakes, his advanced stats, even though his ERA is 3.5, his more uh, his more advanced stats like Fielding Independent and XVIP are 5.13 and 6.2, respectively. That because his BABIP, his, bat, his batting average on balls in play, is an unbelievably fortunate 194. We could do this for everyone. Justice Sheffield, a 5.12 XERA, advanced stats that do not purport good things to come. And Kikuchi himself, who pitches tonight, again, uh, one of these guys who's, uh, whose numbers as a starter, very, very middling. Their lineup features th- uh, three guys, four guys, I should say, who regularly in the uh, lineup, Dylan Moore, Evan White, Sam Haggerty, Tom Murphy, guys whose batting averages are sub-200. This is not a great baseball team. They are the most surprising team in baseball. None of it is sustainable. Let me just add in conclusion with the Mariners. Fourth worst run differential in the American League at minus 15 despite the winning record. Eight and five in one run games. Those will typically uh, go back to the middle because of the randomness. And in extra inning games, the Mariners are a perfect 4-0. and They do get Jared Kelenic, their prize prospect, to show up on Thursday. But that's my most surprising team because they have no business being what they are. And I have every right to uh, or every belief that gamblers who fade the Mariners, generally speaking, will do very well moving forward. Maybe we should pass it on to somebody else before I get to the Dodgers. No? You want to do the Dodgers real quick? Yeah, yeah. One quick NBA update, though. Jimmy Butler leaving the game tonight got poked in the eye. Always hate seeing that in the NBA. Poked in the eye. Questionable. Not good for my bet. And then and then they do the slow mo on it, and it's even worse. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, most surprising, real quick, because I want most disappointing. Rather, I'll do it real quick because I, I want everybody else to have a chance here. Um, it's the Dodgers who have the exact same record as the Mariners at eighteen and seventeen. This is admittedly unfair because the Dodgers have been riddled with injuries. Bellinger bets early in the season. Gavin Lux, McKinstry, who might be one of their most important losses with his oblique. Uh, A.J. Pollock uh, lately. Rios, by the way, which might be a positive. Uh, on the pitching staff, Tony Gonsolin, a huge loss. Uh, Brewster Gratterall, David Price, Joe Kelly, all these guys have been lost for portions of the season. Kniebel, Alexander, uh, Alvarez, uh, Dustin May with the Tommy John surgery. That's not even mentioning guys like Caleb Ferguson and Tommy Canley. So this is really unfair for me to say this. But at 18 and 17, they're the exact foil of what I just talked about with the Mariners. If you had bet the Dodgers, the Dodgers rather, blindly, every single game this year, you'd be down seven units net. Uh, only Colorado, Detroit, and Minnesota would be worse from a betting perspective. And we talked about all the, uh, the pitchers with the Mariners, how you'd be successful betting on them blindly. The only guy pitching for the Dodgers in the starting rotation who you'd be uh, positive in in the top 100 of pitchers is Clayton Kershaw. You'd be up 3.3 units betting his games blindly. 
Uh, they had a win total of 104.5. The Dodgers did to start. Got bet down to 102.5. They got to pick things up. They're tied for third with the best run different for the best run differential in all of baseball. They're four and ten. Again, very opposite to what we just talked about with the Mariners. They're four and ten in one run games. They're one and five in extra inning games. All of that should regress positively for those reasons. They are the opposite of my Mariners play is most surprising. They're my most disappointing team. Somewhat unfairly, but you get the idea. No, totally. Absolutely. I um my uh, I'm I'm with Paul on most surprising teams, the Boston Red Sox. I mean, this is a team that is when we started the season, the books had them listed at, at eighty and a half wins. So I mean, mm-hmm. we were talking about a you know, a, a sub five hundred team kind of right on the brink there, a sub five hundred. If you really dig in here as to what's been going right for them, I mean they just look and Maybe we undersold a little bit. I mean, like some of these guys were maybe written off just a little bit too soon, but they've just been they've been crushing the ball. I mean, you know, Xander Bogarts hitting three forty eight, JD Martinez is hitting three thirty eight, Alex Verdugo's hitting three hundred, Devers is hitting two eighty one. All these guys with OBPs over three fifty as well, so they're walking as well. Christian Vasquez is doing well. Marwan Gonzalez when he's in there is doing well. I mean, they're they're actually getting a lot of production from the bat side. And, you know, the pitching has not been terrible by any stretch of the imagination. They only have seven quality starts on the entire season. Oh, man. But, uh, but, but uh, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where you take a look and the pitching staff has been getting it done despite the fact that they're actually second in Major League Baseball and, and, and bat up against them. And, like, I mean, that is something that you would think would regress in their favor a little bit as well. I mean, Pakota had this team at 80 and 82, which was fourth in the AL East. That is like, I mean, to kind of let you know again just how far they were, they've been going above expectations here. And, um, you know, I would like to say that everything should kind of regress back, but I think whenever we kind of look at this, I mean, they've been getting this done kind of in spite of their pitching. Like, if the pitching gets, you know, kind of levels out just a little bit more, I mean, this the, the guys that I just mentioned, Gil, they've all had success. J.D. Martinez, Alex Verdugo was a pretty, it was a highly rated prospect that got traded over uh, in a trade from the Dodgers. He, Rafael Devers, has had success in the in, in the major leagues. I mean, a lot of these guys have, have, have played well, you know. And we just, I don't know, maybe we didn't think that the combination of all those guys was was going to equal a winning team. I don't know. That point you made, though, I think is is the best one. Much of the chagrin of the Yankees fans who are watching. It doesn't feel like, and for the reasons you stated, you can actually back this up with numbers, doesn't feel like they're going to fall yeah. anytime soon. So, yeah, that's a great choice for sure. Uh, and then my uh, my team, my most disappointing team, uh, the Minnesota Twins so far. The books had this team listed at 88.5 wins on the season. Pakota had them even better. They had them at 91 and 71. They had them winning the AL Central. Uh, you take a look as to how they sit right now and man this is one of the and listen there is we do believe that there is a chance for this team to pick it up that being said they do sit at 12 and 20 right now that is a 375 win percentage if you were wondering um and a lot of that has to do with the fact that this bullpen has been absolutely terrible if you look the twins bullpen dead last in war wins above wins above replacement they've blown all kinds of saves haven't been able to hold any sort of leads whatsoever if you really look at their starting pitching it's not been terrible now it hasn't been the greatest in the world but it certainly has not been terrible but man if the 
eventually you have to hand it over to your bullpen. And, and, and eventually these guys are going to have to be able to go in there and hold leads or, you know, keep a game close enough where a team can come back if your starting pitcher kept it pretty close for you along the way. And that has just not been the case with this Twins team so far. I mean, if you look, Barrios only has a 349 ERA. Pineda has a 243 ERA. J.A. Happ, who's actually thrown 28 innings for them, has a 191 ERA. I mean, like these, these guys have actually pitched pretty well for this team so far, but this bullpen has just been absolutely catastrophic for them. And so can that turn around? It can for sure, but uh, big time disappointment for a team that I have, you know, thought was going to be very, very good. I, I did too. I, I thought it was going to be very good. I thought it was going to win this division as well. Still lots of time to go, but I uh, going to have to, going to have to figure out some arms there whenever they turn it over from the starting pitching or, or, or they might not Gil. I mean, listen, it's doesn't matter how good the starter goes. He cannot throw complete games <laughs> every time because six good innings for you because seven good innings for you and they blow the save. Then it's uh it's, it's all for naught. I'm with you. I thought they were going to be, and it's still mm-hmm. early, by the way, yeah. they could still have a wildly successful season, but 12 and 20, they have hemorrhaged the most money for betters in baseball this year. If you had blindly bet the Twins in all of their games this year, you'd be down 11 and a half units net because they're favorites. They have been mm-hmm. favorites in a lot of those. What was that stat on the Red Sox? They only have seven quality starts? Seven quality starts. That's amazing. Yeah. Kelly, did you do two of these or no? Did you? No, I did not. Oh, you did not. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say Montreal Expos for both. How about that? <laughs> they have both simultaneously been surprising and disappointing. Yes, You're have, absolutely right. Um, no, I think I think the, the I don't know how you felt about this exercise. I'm glad you asked mm-hmm. us to do this, Kelly. But it was there were a lot of teams you could have chosen on both ends of this. There were like it wasn't that easy because I was like, well, how am I going to play this? I'll just do the betting angle way, but. Well, All of these picks are are rock solid, and that's where I thought we, I was like, I think this could be good because we should be we should get a multitude of answers. But uh, I was a little scared. I'm like, what if they both have the Dodgers and like something? You know, like, yeah. then, then it doesn't work. Then it doesn't. And, work. and again, the Dodgers thing is admittedly unfair. Like if you have that many injuries, because one of the things we said about the Dodgers was they're injury proof. Not if you have 20 dudes. Yeah, you know, at, at yeah. different points on the on the IL. Even them, 18 and 17. But imagine they've absorbed all that. They still have a winning record. They'll be fine. They'll still win the – I don't want to say it out loud here. <laughs> I was going to say, they're still the favorite to win it all. At least the Rockies and the Tigers are doing exactly what yes. we said they were going to That's do. That's exactly I, right. I, I was surprised just looking at the standings graphic. I didn't know the Twins were that bad. I, I knew they, had, yeah. they hadn't been playing well, but, man. Yeah, yeah. no, they, they've, been, they've been brutal. And, uh, again, it's, it's, been, it's the absolute worst – Absolute worst bullpen in all, all of Major League Baseball. Yeah, by the way, uh, Seattle, I mentioned, the second most uh, most money net for betters. Again, the bizarro exercise of betting them every single game of the year, which no one really does, but just gives you an idea from a better's perspective how uh, the Mariners have beaten the market, if you will, or exceeded their number. Your Red Sox, third, the number one team for betters this year. Any guesses? Your San Francisco Giants. Uh, who, you said that you thought they might be surprising this well, season. The reason well, mainly that I, because they don't have any starting pitching that draws money. Like they're dogs in basically every single. But guilted, every you kind of talked about them. Thank you, Daniele. That is I exactly remember. why I didn't call the Giants the most surprising because I thought they'd be good. Before surprising the season to the rest started. of us. Yeah. Well, they were eight. They're eight to one to make the most. Again, all of this is hugely early, right? Yeah. We could have this conversation in two months, and none of this and will, we will apply. <laughs> and we will. By the way, uh, with the New York teams. Yankees, uh, I mentioned that the uh, the Dodgers, only Colorado, Detroit, and Minnesota, worse for betters. Well, the Yankees are just above the Dodgers. 
in terms of hemorrhaging money for betters. Not nearly as much. Dodgers have hemorrhaged uh, over seven units for betters net this year. Yankees, 4.5 units down. Not a hemorrhage, but a bleed out for sure. And then about the New York Mets, about exactly where you would figure they would be. Which is the team among all 30 Major League Baseball teams that would be the closest to literally making you and losing no money? Like, close to zero as possible? The New York Metropolitans, if you had bet them every single game this year, all 29 of their games, you would be down .13 units. So you literally would have lost 13 cents on the dollar. And that would have been a a waste of time. Really, more than anything, just a waste of time. We went final in Cleveland, and sure enough, three to two final under the six and a half. Bieber goes six and two thirds, eight Ks, uh, and two earned runs. How do they know? How do they know? How do they know? How do they know? And the Mets, uh, Mets up or no Mets down on uh, to Baltimore, one to nothing. Means versus Stroman. What did Means do tonight? Means goes six. Uh, does give up six hits. Okay, didn't walk any though. Um, struck out three, but uh, very efficient. Only on 74 pitches. We're still scoreless in Houston. Bottom of the fifth. The Astros and the Angels uh, with uh, the Astros coming up with their 7-8-9 hitters to face Shohei Otani, who's been pretty efficient thus far, which is just what the doctor ordered for the Angels. 50 pitches through four. We'll see how it goes from here. Uh, we'll come back. We'll update things. We'll also talk about, well, just overall World Series odds. We should probably do that as well. And we'll talk NBA. It's VEASAN's primetime action on a Tuesday night from the South Point, Vegas. Beeson's primetime action. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Bidlin, Bed and Sports. That's what we do, by the way. Kyle Tucker, Oppo on Shohei to lead off the bottom of the fifth. Astros won. Angels nothing. I got the Angels plus 140. I did not enjoy seeing that leave the yard. That was a uh, that was a quality piece of hitting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess. If you have to, see, if you have to, from put a it that baseball, yeah, you know, let's just say from a pure baseball I standpoint. Suppose. Yes. How's your uh, How's your Mavs doing here? Sixty eight, sixty four, Memphis. Let me ask you this about the Grizzlies. Because when I posed that question earlier, like, yeah, okay, what are the what are the matchups in the first round that could be sneaky based on you know sneaky bets based on where you think the the betting price will be? What are certain teams in each conference? We talked about the Blazers that people aren't thinking about. Do you think the Grizzlies are like if we if we use sneaky? Are they the ultra sneaky? team where it's like they could be live in a play-in on any given night? I'm going to answer your question in one second, but the uh, the ultimate spread drama that we make fun of sometimes with the, with the Nuggets and Hornets coming down to the wire here, uh, this game, I believe, was anywhere between five and six pregame. Uh, Nuggets are going to win this one, but they were up four. Hornets decided to foul with four seconds remaining. There was no chance of them coming back in this. Fouled uh, I don't know who was at the line, but they went one of two. So now Nuggets leading uh, leading by five, three seconds on the clock, and they uh, they just called a timeout. 
So, so it's either on the number or someone's going to lose by one because a guy missed one of the free throws. Or you got really Fun lucky times. with the Hornets when they fouled when they should have never fouled because the game was over. Uh, Grizzlies, Gil, I would say a month ago, I would have said watch out for this team. Three weeks ago, they, have, they just haven't been playing as good at basketball recently. I just picture... When you turn on Sports Center or whatever you watch a week from now, it's going to be John Morant ja doing leading, something ridiculous, leading the the broadcast with you know, something ridiculous. Jaws been amazing. Dylan Brooks, I feel like has had a amazing season, and I'm saying that without even really looking at numbers because it's one of those. Just every time you watch this watch this team, he just jumps out He's to you. Seventeen points a game. Yeah, um, I, I between him and then what Valanciunas is doing there. I mean, we don't really have. You know, many pure centers in this game anymore. He's, a, he's, he's about it. Right, but, I mean, like, yeah. the, you know, the, like, four or five that we have that are really good are really good, and he's one of those guys. They have one, two, three, four, five. Six. They have seven guys averaging double-digit points this year. I mean, they're one of the, they're one of those teams that, yeah, they're. I mean, they're deep as far as guys that, mm-hmm. you know, can score, but... You know how many how many of those guys are going to put up thirty each night? I, I don't know, but they you know they're good for in the teens for sure. They're the team that if you play bad, they'll beat you. Yes, you know because they're just yes. steady Eddie. Like, they're just like steady Eddie across the board, right? Like if you play bad, they'll beat you. Morant, the the, the guys that have double digit scoring averages on the Grizzlies: Morant, Brooks, Valanciunas, Jackson. Those are the ones that are not surprising. Uh, then then you have a. You know, Kyle Anderson, I guess, sneaks in there as well. Most casual basketball fans would know him. They'd also know Grayson Allen, right, from his Duke days. Uh, how many people have Brandon Clark averaging double uh, digits for the Grizzlies? So seven different guys. They're up 72 to 64. Both of you guys have the Mavericks tonight. And uh, as, as, as you mentioned, in your last update... Uh, Luca still has eight points. Cool. Yes. 72 so when you said, hey, you've got eight points, maybe score. Cool. He, he still still has eight points. So Cool hand yeah. Luca. Oh, Not getting it done for us tonight. Good thing. Uh, Brooklyn Good Nets. Thing. Who, who do you guys have leading the Nets in scoring tonight? They're up on the Bulls, 74 to 62, 830 left in the third quarter. Any guesses? Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. Did you already say that? No, I didn't. Yeah. But, but he's had a couple of these games recently. Bruce Brown with 15, KD with 14, Kyrie and Joe Harris with 13 each. Nets uh, well on their way there, 12-point lead. And the Nets, by the way, you know we haven't talked about the Nets tonight. We, they deserve a, a mention. Harden, James Harden, as reported by Malika Andrews this morning, uh, it looks like James Harden will be back this week. Remember, at one point, we were like, oh, he'll be back by the first round. Oh, maybe it'll be the second round. Well, now it looks like he'll be back this week, which can only, correct me if I'm wrong, be a good thing for that team who has famously played only seven games with the big three this year. You would hope that, you know, because if it was the second round, you just, I mean, even those guys as good as they are, can you just show up and be awesome the first? Maybe maybe they're just that good you could. But it certainly doesn't hurt that he'll show up this week. Yeah, they could uh, they could use the reps. I'm not worried about him though. I'm not worried yeah. about him. I think a few, but I do. I think a few reps can yeah can go a long way. A few reps might be nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. By the way, uh, Astros up one nothing, top six. Come on, Angels. Anytime you're ready against Lance McCullers, we're tracking that one. Randy Orosarena takes his at bats here in the sixth. Yankees up on the Rays three to one. Some good baseball. Some really. Important basketball results tonight. We'll track them all through the night. Knicks and Lakers, of course, at the top of the hour as well. It's Beeson's Primetime Action.
If you missed any of our show today or any of the VSIN broadcasts, be sure to check out our VSIN podcast. You can catch up on Follow the Money with Mitch and Polly, a numbers game, or the Lombardi line on the Daily VSIN Best Bets podcast. Also, check in with Gil Alexander's Beating the Book Pod, Josh Applebaum's Market Insights, get PGA Tour betting previews on long shots, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod is on there, and the NBA Scoop with JVT on Hardwood Handicappers. Whatever you're betting on, we have a pod for it. Find them all for free at vcin.com slash podcast. That's vcin.com slash podcast. Gil. All right. Um, They just flashed up a stat for the Angels, by the way. Uh, What do you suppose the Angels' lifetime record is when Trout and Otani are both hitting both in the in the batting order, that is, and are both hitless. 26 career games where they have both been hitless while being in the lineup. The Angels' record in those 26 games? Trick question. Eight 18 wins. and 8. Eight wins. When they don't have a hit? Yeah. My guess is eight I was wins. going with trick question. Oh, Sam. you thought I was a tricky yeah. thing. Eight wins. Four and 22. Oh, I was high. <laughs> oh. Boom, <laughs> Uh, you can't go over. That like a Seinfeld sound there. That was oh my for, gosh, price! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my god! That was our. <laughs> she might have to take Danielle's got to take the rest <laughs> right. of the segment off. That's it. Danielle. Yeah, Danielle. All right. Danielle's this conversation sh- is going to show herself. Out. Okay, all the oh, '80s sounds sound the same. Not. To be honest, this that, is, was no, our, it's, that it's was still our video going right now. It's, it's our still... video. That that music. Oh. Our loser video music. Prices, it's the prices, right? Oh, yeah, it's, it's basically You're the same thing the as we got on right, though. Video. Yes, oh my gosh. You're a loser. See that? You know, I recognize. It, it's not as mean afterward, <laughs> and it has Bob Barker explaining why you, uh, you know, why you lost for whatever reason. Did you mean just the like, primetime action loser video sound? Yeah, I, I just didn't understand when you sang it, Gil. Is yeah. what she's saying. Yeah. yeah. No, wow. That, that traces back to the uh, yes, the the 1900s <laughs> and the and the great game show. Only lived eight years in the 1900s. Yeah, myself. The Price is Right. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it still goes to this day. They have primetime <laughs> editions of it. Like they have they have, have primetime Price is Right. Yeah, I've like, got uh, I kind of glimpsed it. Drew Carey the other day hosted it. He ain't looking so great. And then someone t- uh, tweeted at me the other day that I, I should take over the show for him. So I don't really know what to make of that. But, yeah. You have a little Drew Carey in you. A little Drew Carey, yes. You got oh, a little Drew Carey in you. That's an insult. Don't know. Hey, let's, can what, we, what, can uh, we shout out Drew Carey? Drew Carey was, like, on the top of the television world, right? He was, like, a big television star and willfully decided. He goes, you know what? The rest of my life, I'm just going to be the host of The Price is Right. It's crazy. It. It's crazy when some of these jobs open up like that, like that, and like the late night talk show host jobs. You know, where it's like, I don't need to do anything ever again. I'm good. Yeah, it's fascinating. That's what I, was, I mean. That's what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. I mean, well, hey, he's done. The, the Jeopardy gig's <laughs> a good it. one where they film every episode for the week on a Saturday. I mean, hey, one day of work, I'm out. He's he's done. Um, all right, so we have a couple of baseball games that are still to come. We have the Marlins and the Diamondbacks, Pablo Lopez versus Madison Bumgarner. Bumgarner and the Diamondbacks, minus 115. Uh, favorites, you got about minus 103, minus 105 on Pablo Lopez and the Marlins. Uh, if you're not familiar with Pablo Lopez, so far, uh, really, really good this season. Got a about a little over a 3.7 XFIP right now. Um, Sitting with really and truly, I mean, it's a pretty small 7.5% walk rate for today's pitchers as it is anyway. Um, nice little swing and strike rate as well, about 11%. And got a nice little K rate of 25%. So the guy's got some really, really good stuff. 
And, um, you know, Madison Bumgarner, as when we were talking to Paul Sport a little bit earlier, really has ticked back up. I mean, listen, by today's standards, certainly not fast. But for Madison Bumgarner, he's like throwing about 91, 92, which for him, again, fast. He was throwing in the in the high 80s, you know, last couple of years, which is why he was getting lit up left and right. But has uh, found a little bit on his fastball as well. So, um, having some pretty good success with with for both of these guys though Pablo Lopez I really do I, like Paul I think this is one of the more fun guys to watch uh, in in the majors right now I think he's got a real bright future and so if I was if I were backing this I mean especially given the price since it's about a coin flip uh, I kind of do like I kind of do like Lopez and the Marlins tonight a little bit should be fun Mad Bum as you allude to I mean so bad to begin the year and then so good with the seven inning no no by the way. Uh, which he, you know, would be the first person to tell you that's not a real no hitter. But uh, but it is. But it is. I but mean, it is. That's he, right. He 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 couldn't go back out for the eighth. No. He didn't have the option. He would have. He volunteered, but they yeah. wouldn't let him. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't let You're him. You're going to be here by yourself, <laughs> Madbum. Nobody else is going to be on the field. He's like, I'm just going to throw yeah. to a glove, and yeah. like we're gonna we're gonna make this official. We got a we got a Bobon sighting in Memphis. Oh, and, uh, we always like that. He just uh, just took court, just scored, just but scored the, on the other end. Jaw had no fear. He went right at him and <laughs> just did a little floater over the top of him. It was uh, it was interesting. Can we talk about the Celtics? Because I know we mentioned him briefly. The Celtics are losing to the Heat by 15. Yay. When we were here on, uh, you're on the Heat, that's yes. right. Yeah. On Friday, we were here. They were playing the Bulls. Celtics have everything to play for. Bulls, I guess, have mathematically a shot, you know, outside looking into the play-in. But the Celtics just did not show up, right? Just got absolutely rolled in that game. So I get it. No more Jalen Brown. And here they're getting beat on their home court by the Heat, by 18. The Celtics are going to be in a play-in for all intents and purposes. That's what it looks like right now. Are they of all the teams in the playoffs? Of all the teams? I'm talking about all 20, including the play-in teams. Might they be the easiest mark of anybody right now? Man. I'm gonna I, say I, don't I, wanna, I would I, power rank them 20th right now. I really would. Unless the Spurs get in. Then I'll make them 19th. I don't think I'd go that far. I don't think I'd go that far. Dude, they're not showing up for any of these games. They're down 21. I mean, that. I mean that's what's tough. I, I, don't, I don't know. Matt, where, where would you put them at? They would be very close to the bottom. Yeah. They're not. I mean, they're They'd not even competitive, Kelly. I mean, I'm putting them ahead. I think I'm putting them ahead of the Pacers still. Oh, maybe so. And and I mean, hold on. I, I mean, we got to see what's going on with Beal, but you know, might be coin toss with the Wizards to me. Stop it. Out west. Okay, I'm not putting them in front of anybody out west. So okay, it's only it's only Pacers and and maybe Wizards. All right. So that the point remains the same, right? Yeah. I mean, I might go 20th, quite frankly, but that they. They showed no pulse, man. And uh, here's the thing. I know you're not supposed to say a word, a bad word about Brad Stevens. We all love Brad Stevens as a coach, but some of this has to come on him, right? I mean, they've done, hor- they've done a horrible job with what they've done in these offseason moves. They haven't developed. They had all these draft picks over the past few years. JVT I mean, would tell us it's roster construction more than coaching. And I believe that's a lot yeah. of it, too. I mean, what, yeah. what, the Kyrie thing was, was weird, whatever, yeah. right? I mean, Kyrie, Kyrie's kind of a weird dude. He didn't fit in there. He didn't like playing there. But I think it did kind of show that there were issues on his team. We saw Gordon Hayward. He wanted out. I mean, he chose yeah. He chose the Charlotte Hornets he did. over the Boston Celtics who had been you know, in the playoffs year after and, year. And look, I mean, yeah, he's been 
He's been gone a couple of games now, but I mean, still, they're, they're only two games over 500. You got a career year out of Jalen Brown, too. Mm-hmm. You got a career year out of Jalen Brown, and you're sitting two games over 500. Yeah. I mean, the guy increases scoring by 10 points. 24.7 a game this year from Jalen. We'll wrap it up. Coming back on Prime Primetime Action. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and use promo code VSIN to get a deposit bonus up to $1,500. DraftKings Casino has hundreds of ways to play. Choose from slots, blackjack, roulette, and so much more. It's also U.S.-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available to play in New Jersey, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia only. Must be 21 or older. Eligibility restrictions apply for entertainment purposes only. No results guaranteed. Void where prohibited. See casino.draftkings.com for full details. Gil. Lance McCullers, I was about to say, was one hitting the Angels through six um, with no with, with that hit not being from the bat of Shohei Otani or Mike Trout, instead from Taylor Ward, but Otani with a leadoff single uh, to start out the uh, seventh there against Lance McCullers. So the Angels trying to make some noise in this ball game, and this is where the Angels can get you at the top of their order. So uh, one on, nobody out here at the top of the seventh inning. one nothing pitcher's duel between McCullers and Otani himself as Mike Trout takes his hacks. 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter between the Sixers and the Pacers. Of course, no Joel Embiid tonight. Sixers holding a five-point lead, 80-75. to Demonis Sabonis after that big game last night. Triple-double already with 11 minutes left in this game. 14 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists. For him, Kelly, you and I were talking. He's good. You and I were talking <laughs> off air. Good. It's the guy that no one ever – like, we joke about the Spurs and, like, the team yeah. that no one talks about. No one talks about DeMontis Sabonis. And then we looked at his stats, and he's averaging 20-12-7 and seven on the season. I got a 250-to-1 ticket from the uh, preseason of uh, him to win MVP. If anybody wants to prop swap, I'll get that to you. I'll get that out to you. If only there was get, a place where you could do that. All right, I'll get that out to you real quick. I don't think you could get even a quarter for it. I don't think so either. No, I don't think you can even get a quarter what'd for you, it. What'd you say off uh, off air? The old Kilborn line. He's not. He's not your Vetus. He's not our Vetus. No, no. What is it? He's not your Vetus. Not our. What no, he's it? not your Vetus. He's not, not my Vetus. He's, he's our Vetus. Wow, they did this a lot better during the break. Yes, yes, I, I, I completely. <laughs> this is why we don't rehearse, Kelly. Yeah. This is why we don't rehearse. Yeah, yeah. no Tri- tribute to Craig Kilborn in the old Sports Center days. Uh, his dad, Arvidas Sabonis, back in the day with the Portland Trailblazers. McCullers can't find the plate against Trout, or he doesn't want any part of Trout. 3-0. At this point, he probably doesn't want any more, no. anymore. Any don't part pitch of it to yeah. him. Don't do that. Let somebody else beat you. We talked about Freddie Peralta and how good he has been so far this <laughs> season. He is now through seven. He is one-hitting the Cardinals, and the uh, Brewers are holding on to a one nothing lead over the Cardinals. Uh, eight Ks for him through seven innings, and he might be done. 97 pitch count for him, but... Uh, Peralta continues to to roll on here. Brewers nineteen and sixteen still when doing this without yeah. without Christian Yelich as well. He threw it right down the pipe. Uh, Trout took a hack, swinging a miss, three and one. Uh, that what you were just saying though, right? I was just saying McCullers one hit through six. Now obviously one hit isn't zero hits, but uh, Peralta one hit through how many now? Seven now through seven. All right, and we were saying earlier there have been four no hitters in baseball yeah. already this year. Uh, I'm gonna do it off the top of my head. Musgrove. 
Rodon. Um, Miley was the fourth. Who was the third? Means. Means, Miley, and then Mad Mum had the seven inning one. So let's call it four and a half. It's not even mid-May. And so this is like someone, I don't, I wouldn't call these two flirting, but they're obviously having outstanding games too. If somebody put up a prop right now and they said to you, all right, nine, I mean, I don't even know what you put the number at. Over like, under no hitters this yeah, season? Yeah, over under no hitters. Here's, here's the problem with putting up a prop like that though. Baseball can arbitrarily change the balls at any point, right? So like the yeah. all-star break, they could be like, all right, bring in the new balls. <laughs> so if yeah. I gave you, if I said over under 14 and a half for the season. Oh, under, way under. I was going to say nine and a half. Make it interesting. I mean, this is unprecedented already, right? Like we're, this is not baseball as we know it. Four no hitters from the beginning of April to, to not even mid-May? What's what? the most ever in a season? Anybody oh, know? I don't know. Somebody's got to check that. By the way, I don't think it's. I don't think it. I don't. Would it even be four? I bet you four is the record for a season. That'd be my guess. I could be way off. On it's that. insane. I, I mean, and then what if you're holding up? What if you're holding an over ticket and then like there's the, one of the seven inning no hitters and you're like, yeah, no, that doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> Rec- oh, okay. Record <laughs> is really record is seven in one season. Done three times. Nine, 1990, 1991, and twenty twelve. I have no recollection of either of those. There will be seven this year for sure. For sure. For sure. I mean, you hate to do the whole on pace thing. By the way, runners at first and second. And, of course, a double play. Uh, pitcher's best friend, McCullers, very thankful as uh, Otani advances to third. But just what the doctor ordered for the Astros. I'm, I'm laughing back here because Isaiah, I saw the same thing that Isaiah saw downstairs. But the whole, the whole modern era of baseball and whatever came before that, I love the stats. Because I'm sorry, if, if you want to be factual, there was one season where we had eight, but it was 1884. So uh, yeah, I, I didn't include that. Sorry, no. there were, there has been seven they were playing three with times. rocks and like whatever, <laughs> and like there were no umpires. You just called your own balls and strikes right, exactly. and stuff. Like no, we're not, we're not, we're not doing. Yeah, that. I don't, I don't remember the ones in the '90s and the 2000s, but that yeah. year I remember it. Yeah. 1884. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, we're not doing that. No, but I mean, if you do the ridiculous no, on pace and stuff, like, no, that's not that's not how we're playing this. The the ridiculous on pace thing. I mean, what that would put us at like 20 no hitters at this rate. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous. All right. Do so over under 10 and a half. I, I, the, for whatever reason, the number that came into my mind was nine and a half over under. Okay. Would you bet over on that? Like, how ridiculous I mean, is that? I mean, I'm not running to bet it because, yeah. you know, I'm not Mr. Baseball, but like, I would be, I don't think, I don't think if you were a shop out there, you couldn't set it anything less than that. No, I, not. <laughs> I mean, not the way. It's not the way it's going, right? Way, and this is no. And I mean, you know how people bet; they want to bet the over. Yeah, got through. Of course, it didn't. Altuve from the grass makes the play, and the and the Astros get out of it. But that's and, and look, this is no knock on Joe Musgrove, on John Means, on Carlos Rodon, on Wade Miley. But that ain't exactly the Mount Rushmore of pitching either. You know, like Wade Miley has had an entire career, and no one's like, well. Hope Wade Miley doesn't throw a no-no tonight. Yeah. You know? So, and Carlos <laughs> Rodon is like, boy, I hope he doesn't throw a no-no. But it's happened. Joe Musgrove threw the first one in Padres history. So, congratulations, because he's always etched in that franchise history. But that's that's what it's what Sporer said. It's not so much that it's only the three-outcome game of homers, strikeouts, and walks. It's the fact that the homers are down. Mm-hmm. The the perfect alchemy of, of stinkitude for baseball. Not what they wanted. One of the things we alluded to when we were previewing the game, and this is just something... You know, moving forward until further notice, 
the Padres are almost unbettable when Denelson Lamette starts. I mean, he again he he only gives up one hit, but they pull him after two again. You know, so we just have no idea what, no. like what what's going on with him and what their what 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 their status is for him. So I mean, you know, they've gone to the pin here. I mean, they're down one nothing in this game. You're getting a you know good plus price on the Rockies in this thing. Now they could change and and they could certainly get to Sensatella at some point in this game. But again, it's just you know, you're it's it's essentially a bullpen game. Like, it's not even a Lamette start essentially at this point. I mean, like he's like an opener, like we used to get with the Rays, you know, last it's, year. To year it's before. why I brought it up with Spore. I get it. The Rockies are terrible. They're twelve and twenty-two. But what's the justification for plus one fifty-two when you yeah. know the Padres starter is not going to go far? And of course, more importantly, in the news today, not more importantly, but just as important, no Fernando Tatis Jr. tested positive yeah. for COVID. His timetable is unknown when he will return. And then there were some tracing issues, too. Mm. So, like, guys like Jerks and Profar are not in the lineup either. So Plus just, 152? So when you see Lamette, just look at it more as, like, until further notice, until we see something <laughs> differently, that, like, he's just an opener at yeah. this point, like like the, the Rays do sometimes, stuff like that. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with that. By the way, that wouldn't be the worst thing for the Padres to do. Denilson Lamette last year about what's going on, mm. Kelly. What's happening back there? Okay. Uh, just Mavericks down 20. You know, oh. no big deal. Mavericks down 20. <laughs> Complete disaster. No, that's a big deal. I thought you were having an episode back there. Uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm silently in my mind cursing out this team every way possible. And like, I, you know, it's very rare to, you know, we're on MSG Plus tonight. Mm-hmm. Very, how many times of this season have Matt and I rolled in with the same play? In the I think NBA? you and I have picked off Luca's worst three games of the year too. I, I, like I, I might have so only too. bet the Mavericks three times the whole course of the season. I think you and I have picked off his three worst games of the whole of the whole year. Is he even taking shots? He's uh, four of sixteen. Four oh, of 16. he is taking shots. Okay. <laughs> He's got Poorly. He, he has more. T- yeah. He has more turnovers <laughs> than he does field goals made. <laughs> well, at least he's trying. I guess is what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. Four of 16. Look how big the font is for Matt's. He's not getting at the line. Just go ahead and put the... The X on that thing. Well, right. see, his font's actually normal size, Danielle. It's it's yeah. your font that's small when we have 18 plays to jam in the graphic. Kelly, I found yeah. a market here. We we need to do a segment. They're, they're, they they put up the comeback player of the year over on draft. Oh, games. for NFL. For NFL. Yeah. We, we want to talk se- about tomorrow. We, you want to talk about. We right got to get a segment on that. There's a couple of interesting numbers. Yeah, I saw I saw that earlier today. Shouldn't it be called the Alex Smith Comeback Player of the I mean, Year Award? Know, tease it. We might as well tease it up right now. What are you, what are you seeing on yeah. there? Well, I mean, we can you can get Burrow at 7-1. to one. Okay. Of course so here, it's They're going to give it to a quarterback. They're going to give it to a quarterback. Of course it's Hold Burrow. on one second. They're going to give it to a quarterback. This, so, is, this is what's so interesting about this again. Comeback Player of the Year. What does that mean to different people? Right? Because right. there's going to be some people who are like, he was a rookie who got hurt. How is he coming back? From an injury, we're going to give it to a guy in his second I mean, year. I don't know what the number is now, but I know who's at the top of that list, and he's under two to one, right, Dak? Dak? It's 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 a whole bunch of dudes coming back off it. It's Dak. It's Bosa. It's Saquon. It's Christian McCaffrey. It's Burrow. Ooh, so really, it's best return from so injury. So it's all yeah. I mean, it's all dudes coming off coming back off injury. The the first guy that's not coming back off injury is Carson Wentz. I'm going to say Saquon is the leader in the clubhouse. Oh yeah, I like that. We'll dive into this more tomorrow. That's interesting. Yeah. I, it's going to be one where I got, you know, I got to build a list for us, Gil. Yeah, you know, you got to look I at understand. past winners, you know, I dissect hey, each past winner. Hey, I can tell you it's not going to be the 33 to 1 Tim Tebow that's on the list. <laughs> oh, God. Do you know the 33 to 1? 33 to 1. 33 to 1 for comeback player of the year. 
Coming back oh. from coming back from what? I have no idea. <laughs> that should be like three thousand three hundred and thirty-three. Yeah. Coming yeah. back from commentating. <laughs> What's he coming back yeah. from? Coming back from commentating. Coming back from not being around. Coming back from quarterbacking six years ago. Yeah. Like what? I mean, yeah. Well, things to ponder through the evening. <laughs> Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvarez, Kelly Bidlin, Jameis. <laughs> We may just keep talking about this after we leave. Enjoy from all of us right here at Primetime Action.